0: welcome welcome to another live edition of the next nation podcast we are here for episode 16 it is july 19th i'm your host anthony that is chris chris what is going on brother not much man doing good
1: enjoying you know the off season just you know <laughs> baking
0: away on this hot summer man how about you man how, how are you <laughs> I'm baking away indeed, and the summer is baking away indeed. Summer League is now over. We're going to touch on some Evan Fournier comments today. We're going to touch on some Easter Conference standings debates that me and Chris have had, and we're going to touch on Isaiah Roby's performance, some Embiid mock trades that we have for you guys. But first, but first, some uh, housekeeping. If you're, if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Also, support the channel. Join um, um, for a fee of $4.99 a month. You can just join and get some cool, unlock some cool perks on that end as well. But Chris, Summer League has ended. We have Evan Fournier ripping the New York Knicks. Where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start?
1: You know what? Let's, let's, let's go with a little bit of a Summer League recap. Okay. We'll, we'll save the juicy stuff for a little bit later.
0: Some quick summer league recap. Um, Obviously the name out there that we wanted to all witness was Isaiah Roby. Every Knicks fans was like craving for his, uh, his play on the court. And we were like, can this dude, you know, be in the rotation. Um, It was going to be hard for him to be in the rotation anyway, but we wanted to see his game. Obviously he was with the thunder, the Spurs and recently the New York Knicks summer league. And Chris, um, you know, but he has some flashes. Uh, He has some good flashes, but, All in all, he, in my opinion, he didn't really impress. He didn't really pass the eye test. And let me just go over his stats right here that I can pull up for you guys. His stats, eight points, five rebounds, and one assist per game. Look, Summer League, everyone is trying to ball out. So I would say take these stats with a grain of salt. But, Chris, we were all speculating on what Isaiah Roby can provide for this team if he was to provide anything and you know just a little underwhelming during the summer league yeah you you said it that that's the perfect word to
1: describe isaiah roby summer league underwhelming um you know considering he's he's a player who has some experience at the you know nba level you kind of expected him to you know be aggressive kind of like you know just show more more than 8.3 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 1.7 assists. I know it's been uh, mentioned out in the wild that he's recovering from an injury. You know, he's just kind of uh, getting started again um, after being hurt. But, you know, you still wanted to see a little bit more from him, especially with the Knicks considering him for the backup power forward spot. And, um,
0: I mean, did, do you think he showed enough? <laughs> What's enough? What's enough? like enough to <laughs> give us enough. five to 10 minutes a game Eg- exactly uh, yeah because yeah, I, 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 I think that's what the Knicks are looking for you know I came into this like just look the, the rotation is set um Roby will just be at the end of the bench and he I don't think he'll play um he'll just be at the end of the bench if he'll even make the team um Knicks has signed some two-way guys today that we'll touch on as well but Roby um you know I I just came into it with low expectations I I did i did realize that he's coming off that injury and i you know i just think that overall he wasn't going to get you know playing time of the knicks if he was to ball out that would be a different story but you know roby uh he didn't he didn't impress me man i mean you know he can spread he can spread the floor he can you know he's athletic he can you know defend a little bit but he just you know it didn't really impress me
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, I I do like some things he can play with his back to the basket. He does he has a little bit of a post game. And like you said, he could spread the floor. We didn't get to see it too much, but he did hit a couple threes. Um, who knows? It's, it's probably a a decent player for us to have at the power forward spot, but, uh, hopefully the Knicks can bring in, uh, another vet to kind of just, uh,
0: you know, secure that position for us. Yeah, for sure. So a few days ago, Evan Fournier had an interview um, with, I forgot who it was, but um, let me just pull up who it was with, so I don't get um, yelled at, basketballnews.com, I don't know who he had the interview with, but Chris, he lashed out, uh, <laughs> he really lashed out on the New York Knicks, um, there was comments in there saying that him and Derrick Rose looked at each other saying, what the hell are we doing here? Um. There was comments in there saying that him and Tom Thibodeau don't really have a relationship. And there was also comments in there suggesting that he would like to get trade to, traded to San Antonio. It would be a fresh start. And then it would be a disaster if he was to stay on the New York Knicks. Um, he, he, he in the article, he said, quote, you want to spit on everyone. You have hatred. Derek Rose and I looked at each other and said to each other, what the hell are we doing here during the five on five practice? just some strong comments from Fournier and my whole take on that is if you were playing well obviously you would have stayed in the rotation right if you were playing well we started yeah. the season with him as a shooting guard we weren't playing well he Fournier he took a massive step back defensively and he had Quentin Grimes on his ass just waiting to take his spot and Quentin Grimes I played him at practice he yeah, had played him during this during the season I mean fournier never played but When the Knicks look at it from the Knicks side, Chris, when the Knicks have a budding um, starter and Quentin Grimes is ready to take that opportunity from Evan Fournier. And he did, you know, Evan Fournier, he didn't pout. We didn't see it, but now he's pouting when the season's over and now he's just wants it just seems like he wants to get the heck out of here. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's really what this is all about, because like you said, we didn't hear about any of this. You know, until now, basically, when uh, you know the off season is pretty much in in swing, you know trades are being made left and right, and we've even wondered why is Evan Fournier still on the Knicks? <laughs> you know, Obi Toppin is gone. Why is Evan Fournier still here? Yeah, and I think this is just his way of trying to say, no way, I'm not going in into next season as a Nick. I'm not sitting on the bench. I'm just gonna make some noise, put the pressure on the Knicks to. Get me out of here. That, that's what it seems like to me.
0: Yeah. Um, likewise, let's hit some of these comments. Uh, Jake, what up in the chat, man? Knicks are nice. Always here and supporting. Knicks one, two a day says Nathan Knight, question mark, eyes emoji. Yes, Nathan Knight. Um, that's the kid the Knicks signed the two-way, right?
1: Yes. Is that Nathan Wright? Yeah, Nathan Wright's from
0: Minnesota. He's a forward slot center. He can shoot it a little bit. He's athletic the Timberwolves um, fans um, that I've seen on Twitter saying that he's a pretty solid player. So Nick signed him to a two-way. They re-signed Jer- um, Trevor kills to a two-way who didn't really impress in the summer league. And they re-signed, I mean, signed Jalen Martin to a two-way contract. So all the two-way guys are locked up and loaded. But yeah, let's get back to the Fournier stuff. It's just, the only trade out there right now that makes sense for me is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I just think that Unless there's a bigger trade, I mean, do the Knicks dare to bring him back into training camp? Look, Fournier, I'm sure if he'll be back and I'm sure if the Knicks brought him to training camp, he'll just be professional about it and just put his head down and sit at the end of the bench and then, you know, probably pout when the Knicks get rid of him. But, I mean, these these comments, Chris, just, it just, hold on, let me pull up these, this graphic. Oh, that's a Fournier trade. Sorry. <laughs> that we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, let's just go through the Fournier trade so this is the Fournier trade that I came up with that only makes sense right now to me it's it's, Knicks get Doug McDermott and they give away Evan Fournier in a 2024 second round you may have to give up two second round picks for the Spurs to even give up Fournier but Fournier he hinted in this article Chris that the San Antonio Spurs are a team that he's he'll be interested in
1: yeah, I mean this. This makes sense. I mean, we get back uh, uh Doug McDermott. I mean, he can shoot it. I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know if the Spurs are are still willing to do this. Granted, they just got uh, I believe Reggie Bullock recently. Yeah. Um, if if I were the Knicks, honestly, I would just I would keep. I wouldn't trade Evan Fournier just because of you know all this coming out and basically you know spilling blood everywhere. <laughs> but um. Yeah. If I were the Knicks, I think I would just keep him on the books. Maybe just pay him to stay away from the team, if anything, if he's gonna be a menace. But let him pout. You know, like you said. Let him pout. Yeah, let
0: him let him pout at his home in New York City. You know? LV Live in the chat says Fournier went back to France and started talking crazy. He went back home and just started laying haymakers on New York Knicks talk crap about tom thibodeau seems like everyone who leaves the knicks has something to say about tibbs they don't like his work ethic blah 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 but it is what it is and then he was talking about the way the whole situation was handled um he said if he wasn't look they they asked him if fournier would would continue his career with the knicks he said i would be shot i'm going to get traded it's not possible otherwise or i'd be stuck pretty much saying that his career would be over because if he was to remain on the New York on the New York Knicks, he would not play. Now, Evan Fournier, my question to you is where are you going to go to that you're going to play minutes? I mean, you're gonna to go to the Spurs and play over Reggie Bullock. Um we could look at back at that a few couple of years ago, the Knicks it just seems like they should have just re-signed Bullock, Chris, and just let Fournier go somewhere else. They signed Fournier to this massive contract and You know, we could have used a Reggie Bullock, but you're not going to go to San Antonio and get minutes. You just go to go to San Antonio and just mentor Victor Romagnana, really, which is cool. Um, But I just don't like the whole. Going to France. Spilling all the beans, talking crap about the New York Knicks, talking crap about your head coach. It It just rubs me off the runway because I thought all along that Evan Fournier was a professional about things and then he just went and did this and it just it just gets me upset that he went up what about it this way yeah i mean it was it was shocking to me i mean
1: cuz you know what not too long ago we were talking about how he's been a professional how he's he's been a team first guy you know never causing any issues even though he lost his spot and then bam this article comes out and he's in france you know talking all kinds of just no relationship with Thibodeau. Wants to spit on everybody. Also shed a little bit of light, saying, you know, me and Rose were just like, what are you doing? Which <laughs> is crazy because it shows that even with Derek Rose, there Rose. was a little bit of a, you know, tension there. So I guess not everybody was on board with uh, the decisions that Tibbs made. And I mean, that's I mean that's the tough thing about being a coach, right? You got to make tough decisions. Um, I'll call it tough, and the when it comes to Rose but again like you said when it comes to the Fournier he was giving us nothing out there he was a turnstile what was he doing on what was he track. doing for us he was not hitting his three-point shooting which you know he wanted to mention that also that you know he went from being you know what was it top
0: yeah I you can know bring top that 10 as well. Just, or
1: something like that
0: which you to, know to be dude. fair like Okay, this is the quote. He says, quote, If you want to trade me with a good return, why didn't you use me? I was coming out of a season where I was fourth best three-point shooter in the league. Why not take advantage of it? You know, when he said that, I, you know, it's fair. I agree with everything he just said there. But, you know, defensively, he was just shot, you know. What was the thing the Knicks were lacking? Shooting. And Evan Fournier was a great shooter for them. When he was hitting his shots, he was, like you just said, fourth best three-point shooter in the league. The Knicks have a history of, you know, these assets just being crap, man. I mean, Fournier, Obi Toppin, they wait too long, and then these assets are, you know, what are we going to get for Fournier? What do we get for Obi Toppin? Yeah. Two second-round picks. I mean (laughs) – I mean if let's be real if
1: if early on in the season and I mean the season for the Knicks early on was not looking great so if he was hitting his shots he was hitting that the three pointer you can kind of get away with his defense right because he's making it up with making up for it def- offensively and in this case he just fell off the planet as far as his game went he wasn't giving us offense he couldn't defend and like you said you had somebody like Grimes on his heels able to defend able to hit more threes than he did. So it's a no brainer. He had to sit. I mean, I understand being upset about losing your spot and all that, but you know, I don't think he had to go all the way to France to French and, and, and France and just start bad mouthing the Knicks, you know, maybe he thought it wouldn't get over back to New York or something. I don't know, but oh, he man, if, if he ends up, if he stays on the Knicks, man, and, and he shows up,
0: that's, that's just going to be awkward as hell. That's the thing. He's, you know, we can go back to the Obi Toppin situation when, you know, we don't know if he leaked the audio, but, you know, it's been rumored that his team leaked the audio to get the heck out of here. And then Fournier now with these comments to get the heck out of here. But I just feel like the only trade out there for the New York Knicks that makes sense is the San Antonio Spurs. But the Spurs, they got Bullock. Yes, they have McDermott to send back. But if McDermott's going to come here, will he play? No. seems like the rotation is set with, you know, our nine guys. You know, we have the starting five, and then we have Quickly. Hart, Divincenzo off the bench, Hart and Stein, and then the starting five. That's nine guys right there. Tom Thibodeau going to a ten man rotation. Do you really think that Tom Thibodeau is going to go to a ten man rotation? No. So the only reason why I think the New York Knicks get rid of Fournier is because they make him just just shut up, please. Just go to San Antonio. Just do what you got to <laughs> do there. Mentor Victor Wembanyama. You know it stinks because Fournier that his time here has been up and down right we all remember the game versus celtics where he went bananas everyone thought we had our shooting guard he was like hitting every damn shot and then it just fell off and then you know quentin grimes was right on his heels and credit to quentin grimes man you know back on his heels balling out he didn't he, he used to have an injury prone history but then last year he was healthy for the most part and quentin grimes showed signs of life last year you know, if, if we didn't have Quentin Grimes, I can understand where Evan Fournier was, is coming from a little bit. But, dude, we got Grimes, Hart. Those guys are light years better than you, man. Come on. Yeah. And, I mean,
1: all in all, Evan Fournier, he's an NBA player. He wants to play. And that's pretty much what this all boils down to. This is basically his his trump card basically saying, like, hey, get me out of here. You know, he's probably surprised as many of us are, that he's still on the Knicks at this point in time and he's trying to force his way out. But, again, if I'm the Knicks, you know, that, that salary is, you know, it's valuable to me, you know, whether it's in a trade or, you know, maybe you just hold on to him till trade deadline or something like that. Until something materializes, that is going to help us. Yeah, I wouldn't just go off and just ship him away for a bag of chips or something. You know, you've held on to him this long. Might as well just hold on to him until something of value presents itself
0: I was listening to Zach Lowe and he said the Knicks value the Fournier contract they don't want to just you know trade it just to trade it they they value that they don't want to use it as a throw-in they they want you to use it as a bigger package so I mean if he's talking like that you just have to wonder do, do the New York Knicks keep him around until the trading deadline when you know stars become available and the Knicks possibly make that splash or do they just Trade him during the summer and just let him go on his way. But you know, I, I I honestly think if you were to tell me, if you were to ask me, what do you think is going to happen? I would right now I would say that he's going to be a Nick come training camp. I mean, the odds are that he's going to be a Nick. I mean, what what would you say? Like, what where do you? What would there be odds if? He, do you think he's going to be a Nick come training camp? Because where is he going to go? Like Spurs, yeah, but. Yeah. The Spurs if you're if you're San Antonio, right? You're they 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 see these comments come out, they see that he's upset. They're like, "We know you want to get off of Evan Fournier, so give us a protected first round pick or give us three second round picks for taking this contract off your books." What what what's the incentive for San Antonio to take in Evan Fournier besides the whole Victor Remignana stuff, they're from France. He has Tony Parker. He has everybody over there helping him out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. I think Fournier is trying to use this as leverage to kind of be like, yo, get me out of here. And like you said, this kind of like opens up the doors for teams to be like, oh, look, you got a little bit of, uh, you know, an issue over there with Fournier. You know, instead of us giving you X, Y, and Z, how about you give us this? Yeah. You know, give us a pick to get off of Fournier. And I just think that that kind of hurts Fournier And his request for a trade almost because I don't think the Knicks are going to do that. You know, I think they would almost rather just pay him to stay away from the team, if anything, and just, again, wait till whatever presents itself, whatever trade, whatever deal they want to make presents itself so that they can include Fournier's salary in that. You know, I think this Knicks regime just has a a vision for what they want to do with that salary, whether it plays out or not. But. I don't see them budging and just giving it away for nothing.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be interesting what happens from now until September and whether or not the Knicks, you know, get off of Fournier's contract. Obviously, we'll be on here as soon as they do. If they do, we'll be on here talking about it. But I wanted to circle back to, you know, just, you know, what has gone down. Summer League is now over, Chris. It's it's like the dog days days of summer in the NBA. Not much going on. We still have the James Harden situation in Philadelphia, it's looking like he just doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. Damian Lillard still hasn't been traded. That we still have to, you know, I mean, come on now. I I just think that needs to just it's like the Donovan Mitchell trade all over again. I just think that it's going to happen. Oh. Um, it's just everyone seems like they're on vacation now, and then probably end of August, middle of August, it will start picking up again. So the question I have for you, Chris, is what do you think of this Knicks team? Do you think they improved? Do you think they, you know? kind of, you know, stay the same a little bit? Like, what do you think their positioning is in the Eastern Conference? I think
1: as far as positioning, if you want to go, I guess, seed-wise, I'll say we're still in that maybe like that fourth seed range, you know. I think we did good in that, um, you know, we got DiVincenzo, which which should bolster our three-point shooting. And like I mentioned, if, if there's no more moves coming, you know, we're just banking on Brunson having another great season, more chemistry with Julius Randall, Julius Randall coming back, coming back to form Quentin Grimes, you know, just improving Josh Hart for a full season. I think, you know, I think we're in a good spot, man. I think we're in that fourth,
0: fourth to fifth seed. Yeah. Like you just said, um, we're going to have Josh Hart for a full season. We're going to have Dante DiVincenzo. Um, Menu quickly should be better it's to be determined if he gets that contract extension or not it's going to be interesting if he doesn't would he play with a chip on his shoulder um quentin grimes i expect to have uh chris if you were to tell me between quickly grimes barrett who do i expect to have a big season this year it is quentin grimes man um this guy shot 39 percent from three last year he's improved every year Stayed healthy last year. I just think he has all the tools in his bag. I just love Quentin Grimes. I just feel like he's due for a big year. Pair that with Jalen Brunson. If he can give us 80% of what he gave us during the playoffs, Chris, when he was simply incredible, obviously that would catapult us into the top four of the Eastern Conference. And when you compare that with Julius Randle, and if he gives us 80% of his season last season, that will be great. Um, Mitchell Robinson, obviously. Um, Was a great last year on the defensive end. Offensive rebounding, one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. So looking at this graphic, Chris, right now I have top six in the Eastern Conference that I put together. Right now I have Boston as number one. Going to be interesting, but I still think going to be interesting how they look without Marcus Smart. Obviously, they traded away Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. And then they got Chris sous Porzingis, who I wanted the Knicks to get. But, oh well. Then they, Miami... (laughs) Then the Miami Heat right there at number two. The reason why I have Miami Heat at number two, you can flip-flop them between the Milwaukee Bucks, but I just feel like Damian Lillard is going to go to the Miami Heat, so that will, that will put them in the top three in the Eastern Conference. Chris doesn't think that they'll be in the top three, so where do, where do you have them?
1: I mean... I don't know, man. Now that I'm thinking about it even more, I mean, you could you could probably say the Knicks could maybe even be three, the third seed here. I mean, I think if the Heat get Damian Lillard, obviously it's it's gonna help them. Don't get me wrong, Lillard's a hell of a player. He has plenty in the tank. Pair him with Jimmy Butler and Bam, and that's that's a trio right there. But I also feel like they're gonna they've lost a lot of shooting already, and. They're gonna lose more shooting once they trade for Lillard, you know? Because yeah. Tyler Heroes. Hero. Hero, yep, they're, they're not gonna be there. So, you know, it's pretty it's pretty late in the game now as far as acquiring players. There's not that much left out there, in my opinion. Could they piece something together? I mean, could they get some pieces back that will help them with their three point shooting? I guess so. But then they gotta piece it all together, you know? Chemistry is big big in this league so yeah that's true yeah you know, I, I just think that the heat uh maybe number two is, is is a bit generous but you know i think they they could be as low as you know fifth even
0: i just feel like that that fit is perfect man dame butler bam <laughs> i mean you got this scoring point card I and mean, nice. dame you got the hard-nosed tough player and jimmy butler and then bam out of bio was simply incredible but yeah it's all about depth in this league and they lost vincent strews And they're going to lose um, Hero, so depending on where he goes. So, yeah, I mean, but knowing the Miami Heat, they can freaking grab someone off the G League team, and he'll drop freaking 15 points in the playoff game and have the best game of his life. But other than the Heat, and then I have the Cavs at number five. You know, I like what the Cavs did, but I still think that the Knicks are better because I feel like the Knicks are just – they have the Cavs number, man. Oh, ever since last season, yeah, they added Strews and they added the guy from Philadelphia. But I just feel like the Knicks are just better than Cleveland. And then the the odd team that I have here at number six, Chris, is Philadelphia. And yeah, James Harden, where does he go? Does he go to L.A.? Does he stay in Philly? If he goes to L.A., I don't think the Philadelphia Sixers are, you know, your top you're typically top three team in the East. You know, they're going to have Embiid, Maxie. And if, the, if they do a clear deal with the Clippers, they'll have Terrence Mann. And I just feel like the Sixers are number six, Chris. I just feel like it could, that could be where they, they land.
1: Yeah. I mean, with when it comes to the Sixers, even if let's say they keep a James Harden, is he going to be locked in? Is he, is he going to be motivated to play for that team? He's yeah. been, you know, he's been making it known, <laughs> As of, I think, maybe last week, he said, hey, I still want to be traded. Don't forget about me. I want to go to the Clippers. And, you know, that's just not a good situation if they end up keeping him, in my opinion. So, you know, you could kind of look at it anywhere from the third seed and down. It's really up for grabs, really, if you think about it. I mean, I would probably push the Heat and this graphic down to third, and then, you know, those are the teams basically – yeah, Milwaukee too, because I just think they they pretty much stayed the same, and Milwaukee's just going to be a beast no matter what with Giannis. So I think anywhere from the third seed in that scenario, you know, down to six, you know, it could go either way. Um, I do think the Sixers might be the, the, you know, the sixth seed like you have listed here just because of the unknowns, uh-huh. <laughs> even if they keep Harden. But um, fifth, fourth, and third, you know, who knows? Knicks could wind up in any of those positions really
0: yeah so boston i would you know milwaukee boston or if miami Heat get dame they can easily finish one two three flip-flop those how you like um depending on the regular season the knicks were a great team with josh when they acquired josh hart um they were about you know what 12 games over 500 with josh hart in 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 the lineup so which is why i see them finishing above cleveland and I feel like this is the year where they finish above the 76ers. And then I, that, that brings us to the next question that we'll come up with that we'll have in a, in a second Joel Embiid, but the rumors have it that Embiid's Ian Begley came out with something saying that him and Darren Moe, had a conversation today, Chris saying that all is well, all is well in Philadelphia and we're staying, we're going to build around Joel Embiid. We're going to build a team around him. We're committed to him. And, I mean, come on! It's the NBA, Chris. When does that ever happen, right? I mean, if Embiid wants out, he's gonna one out.
1: I always say, where there's smoke, there's fire, man. I mean, Joel Embiid basically came out and said, you know, hey, I want to win a, I want to win a championship, whether it's in Philly or somewhere else. You know, that opened the uh, the panic floodgates for oh, the Seventy Sixers. Meeting. <laughs> You know they're basically trying to calm him down, reassure him, whatever the case may be. But let's be real, the results—it's all gonna be come down to the results. Yeah. How do they do this season? Is Joel Embiid happy? You know, it's 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 a crapshoot for them, really. I mean, if Joel Embiid wants to be out after this season coming up, and let's say they just have a horrible season, let's say they keep Harden and they just let's say they don't even make the playoffs for whatever reason. you know that's that's Probably gonna be a disaster that's gonna be a disaster they're gonna need to make some moves and who's to say Joel Embiid won't be like all right you know what I'm done here I need a fresh start you know
0: trade me you never know <laughs> I just feel like the Knicks are gearing off somebody and Embiid's name has been in the you know rumor mill for a while now so if it's him but like like we've been saying all these all these teams have assets man Nets. Thunder, all these teams are going to be clamoring at the doors of Philadelphia saying we can offer more than the Knicks. It just has to be Embiid saying, no, I want to go to New York. And we all know how that pans out. All the superstars, they get what they want in this league. So you want yeah. me to bring up some Embiid mock trades, Chris? You want to see some Embiid yeah, mock let's trades? Do it. Even though Begley let's came out with something, you know, pouring cold water on it kind of. <laughs> but um. Yeah, let's, let's go through it. Here's some Embiid trades that I came up with. I have two of them for you. So I have the Knicks receiving and bead, 76ers receiving R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and five first-round picks. So the Knicks are still keeping quickly. They're still keeping Grimes. They're just giving the 76ers a lot more picks. Um, my other trade proposal, I have the Knicks shipping off, I think, Grimes and giving the 76ers less picks. But this brings in Embiid, this pairs Embiid with Randall and Jalen Brunson-Chris, and we still have all the guys around them. And that's when you're that's when you're going to be starting talking championship in New York City, man, when we get a guy like this. Yeah, I, I personally love this. I will do this <laughs> yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will personally drop off R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson.
0: In wow. Film. You'll <laughs> drop them off like that. I'll be sad. I'll drop them all. (laughs) I'll be sad. I'll be
1: sad. I'll give them a high five or something and then it's like, all right, man. Let let you all know that I'm here. I'll bring them over to the
0: city. (laughs) I'll be sad. I'll be like look, you guys have done a great job here. You've helped us build this thing but right now it's time for you guys to flourish somewhere else and it's time for us to go for the damn championship. Coach here in the chat says I think Embiid and the 76ers have squashed this rumor, Coach Sierra says, my bad What up, coach? Um, yeah, um, we just stated that Ian Begley kind of, you know, squashed the rumor a little bit about Joel Embiid wanting out, but also we also know how the NBA goes, man. I mean, Damian Lillard wanted to continue being a Portland Trailblazer. Kevin Durant loved his time in Brooklyn. He just wanted to stay there. Kyrie Irving, there was rumors that he'll resign in Brooklyn. Literally told the Boston Celtics crowd that he was going to resign with them. And then he literally got traded. So this stuff just happens. And Bede, to me, when he said that, whether it's with Philadelphia or somewhere else, that's when he he, he possibly raised the, well, damn well, he raised the eyebrow of Dalamori. And who's was like, look, man, you got a year, maybe two years. But I would give them a year because if the New York Knicks finish above them in this graphic here, yeah if the new york knicks finish fourth and the 76ers they trade hard and they take a step back and they finish below the the new york knicks joel Embiid's going to be like get me out of here like i don't want to be here so he's in which is why i'm bringing up you know trade rumors rj barrett mitchell robinson five first this other one chris i have the knicks giving up less picks but i have Quentin grimes going with mitchell robinson and rj barrett they keep Emmanuel quickly, but they give up two first round unprotected picks and they get Joel Embiid. So you're keeping three extra first round picks, but you're giving them a, another promising guard in Quintet Grimes, along with Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett. Which one do you like better, this one or the other one?
1: I think I would do the other one because I mean, that's, that's what you have these picks for, right? It's to go after a superstar like a Joel Embiid who can just you know, change the franchise and, and bring you to that next level, right? It's a And I tree. think that's what you're getting. Yeah, that's what you're getting with Joel Embiid. I mean, the Knicks have so many picks. Why not do the first one and still be able to keep Quentin Grimes? You know, that's why I'll go with the first one. Um, I think with this one, they will still probably want a little bit more as far as picks, but, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I like them both, but I definitely will go towards the first one. If I can keep Quentin Grimes, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, they would probably ask for maybe one more first and like pick swaps are like the thing now in the NBA. Let me get this pick swap here, pick swap there. They'll probably asked for these pick swaps along with another first. But look, Embiid, and you're still going to have Dante. You're still going to have Josh Hart. You're still going to have a bench. You're still going to have a starting two. So this is what I think the Knicks are gearing up for. Giddy yeah. up. <laughs> Giddy
1: up Either Joel Embiid or, I mean who, who who knows who else is going to become available You know
0: Not Cat though Coach Yair says in the chat No we are <laughs> a not Carl Anthony Towns YouTube. We do not want Carl Anthony Towns On the New York Knicks But yeah <laughs> these Joel Embiid rumors Something to watch this summer I feel like you know The stove is getting warm this summer And I feel like during the season yeah. You know it's cooking and then I feel like next yeah. year, it's going to blow up. <laughs> I feel like the 76ers are going to have to trade and beat. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, do you think the Sixers would trade and beat in division? But then looking back at it, they traded James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. As long as whoever has the best package available, I think Daryl Mollie would trade him to the New York Knicks. So I don't think being in division, you know, in division, out of division, I think if the Knicks offer... Five, six, seven first round picks. If they beat out everyone else, they're going to get it beat. Yeah, I
1: mean, ultimately, you know, that's that's what they want is the best return for the player. You know, if if somebody's willing to go overboard for somebody and give them what they want. You know, that's what they're going to go with, in my opinion, whether that's in division. Maybe you pay a little bit extra. Who knows? But, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I know that these, this rumor pretty much got squashed. You know, like you mentioned earlier with yeah. Ian Begley just dousing it with water. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, who's to say, you know, what let's say let's say the seventy sixers trade James Harden. You know, he goes to the Clippers. They try to build around Embiid the best they can. Let's say they don't make the playoffs and then James Harden, you know, Embiid is there watching James Harden in the playoffs with the Clippers. You're not gonna tell me Embiid's gonna be happy with that. He's probably gonna be like, damn, you know harden went to the clippers look he's in the playoffs Shoot, i don't i don't want to be here you never know you never know what these these guys are thinking yeah they could say one thing one second and the next you know they're asking for a trade i like kevin durant
0: (laughs) exactly there's look there's a scenario where the 76ers could have i think two max slots next year harden you know expires obviously they have to figure out if they want to extend maxi But will Embiid just be like, hey, yeah, the free agency class next year is not that great. So Embiid, to me, is a name to watch. And I feel like the New York Knicks are watching it closely. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, Chris, talking about Embiid is not the guy to go for because of his knees. They don't want to go for him because of his playoff performances. You know, lately, haven't been that great. Obviously, during the regular season, he's been awesome. But during the playoffs... He's you know kind of taking a little step back, and I just feel like that could be due to his body kind of you know shutting down on him. You know his knees have been not good to him in years past. This past season, he got hurt versus the Nets and just wasn't the same after that. So I feel like they bring up a good argument as well. And considering the fact that Embiid's knees, will they hold up?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the. You know, that's the scariest thing when it comes to big men, right? I mean, when we had KP, that was, you know, his legs, right? Where's his knees? Was his ankles? Where are they going to hold up? Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing with Embiid. And, uh, you know, that's the gamble you have to take for a player of his magnitude, in my opinion. Um, you can't really worry about that. You know, if you, if you think about all the uh, star players that were available, you know, you got, you know, Paul George. Levine out there, you know, all these guys, you know, KP before he signed with the Celtics, all these guys have some type of history when it comes to, you know, injuries. Yeah. So, I mean, you're never going to find, I mean, I, I won't say you, you're never going to find, but the majority of the time these players are going to come with some type of baggage when it comes as, you know, to injuries and Embiid and is no different. But when he's healthy, when he's right or close to healthy, you know, he's he's a force, man. And whether that means you have to maybe limit his minutes, which I don't know if it happens under Thibodeau, but that's that's a story for another time. But, you know, I mean, it is fair. It is fair to, to be worried about it. But I just think when you have the chance or if you have the chance to bring in a player of that caliber, you just you got to go for it.
0: You want a hot take right now? This is based on nothing. It's just based on a feeling. <laughs> you know, you bring up Tom Thibodeau. One more year yeah. left on his contract, Chris. One more year left. And I feel like this next season will be his last season. But I feel like he'll go out Ooh. like he'll go out like he won't go out on bad terms. I just feel like the Knicks will realize that we've hit our ceiling. Thank you, Tom Thibodeau, for you know doing such a great job. This is no shade at you. You you've helped us build a culture here, but we want to take that next step and we don't realize we don't think having you as a head coach would achieve that goal so I just feel like Tom Thibodeau I feel like this is his last season man I just I just get that feeling that the Knicks are gonna go the Golden State route you know what the Golden State did with Mark Jackson they got rid of him they bringing in a fresh young fresh young new cat in there Steve Kerr and then he turned everything around I just feel like whether that's guys on the bench Johnny Bryant who knows but I just feel like at some point the Knicks are just gonna simply be like, Thank you, man, but we gotta move on. That's that's my little hot take. I don't know. Could be wrong. You know you know, I actually agree with you. <laughs> I
1: actually agree with you because that's I mean, sadly, that's kind of been the history when it comes to Tibbs, you know? He gets you, you know, really, really close. Yeah. And then it takes something else to get you to that next level. Um, so so what do you think? Would Tibbs go to maybe like a front office type of type
0: of role? He could, he could be. I mean, he could. You know, the Knicks can be like, hey, we want to move you into some type of front office role. You know, Steve Mills left. Obviously, we have Rose Osterley Leon Rose calling the shots. But the Knicks can simply be like, hey, coaching, we want to go in a different direction. We want to go younger. We want to go to someone who relates to the players better um maybe they'll hire like i said a johnny bryant they'll hire within maybe they'll just move thibodeau to the front office position and just go that route but i just feel like if 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 this season goes you know same same thing we win a lot again 45 to 50 games first second round of the playoffs and tom thibodeau's extension you know they haven't extended him yet and you see what these coaches are getting so you know it was a good point that you made. I feel like they would do that to, you know, kind of ease everything. They'll be like, no, we don't we don't want you leaving, but you know, we just want you getting out of being a head coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's no secret. You know, Thibodeau always said the Knicks coaching job was the dream for him. You know, obviously he's realized that dream. He's had success here. I could see them moving him into the front office and somebody like you said, Johnny, Johnny Bryan taking over. Yeah you know, somebody young, somebody with fresh ideas, you know, that, that'd be uh that's interesting, man. I mean, there's a lot of good coaches also available, you know, a lot of good coaches out there that we can sign that have Nick's ties at that. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. You know, you know that's if, something to watch out for. The coach here in the chat says maybe they are saving it for him. He said, we still don't have a GM position. Um, you know, when, even when um, Perry was here, it was still, Leon, it was still Rosas. It was still a lot of voices. Every time you hear Begley and all these reporters, I say a lot of voices in the Knicks front office. There's a lot of voices. So they still don't have, you know, that could be it. They could be just saving that position for Thibodeau, just move him in there and, you know, hire Johnny Bryan. man. He's been sitting there for on the bench for a while now. I feel like I want to give Bryan a chance before I give someone else a chance. I really do. Yeah. I like Bryan. Yeah, I mean
1: – I mean, there's there were teams that were interested in Johnny Bryan, and you know, luckily he stayed with the Knicks, and that's a good point that a coach brought up there. I mean, Thibodeau does have experience, you know, when he was with Minnesota, I believe, didn't he have some sort of a yeah, that, coach he was in class? Cont-
0: I think he he controlled that Jimmy Butler and um, a Jimmy Butler trade to Minnesota. I think he controlled. that. Yeah, like, so pushed that button. So he's yeah, he had some power out there. So it's not like, you know, it's
1: not uh beneath him to go into the front office, you know, per se. So who knows? Maybe that's that's where this this goes. I would love to see Johnny Bryan as the coach.
0: Yeah, he's been on our bench, man. He's been he's been solid, man. You see him in Thibodeau's ear after every timeout possession, just going up Thibodeau. He's learning, man. I love I love Johnny Bryan. Um Nick Sarnay says Rosas just signed this new kid. He's talking about The New York Knicks signing Nathan Knight on a two-way contract. He's 25 years old. He spent the last two seasons with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Seeing Minnesota Twitter, seeing, you know, they're sending their well wishes to Nathan Knight, they like the kid. Um, Obviously, Minnesota has a glut of centers, um, towns. They got a a lot of people, and they just, you know, had no place for Nathan Knight. So Nathan Knight, Roby, whoever it is, but I I like this signing, um, two way contract. Nothing too crazy. Two way contracts are filled up now. You have Jalen Martin. Then you also have, um, oh, who's the other guy that's escaping me? Chris, summer league uh, Kils, Trevor Kils. Trevor yes. Kiels. So Nathan Knight, Minnesota. Chris, they're taking a shot on him. They're. You know what I think? I I've been meaning to bring this up, but I feel like. The New York Knicks, when they traded Josh Hart, for Josh Hart, let's go back to the trading deadline. They have two first-round picks. They trade their own first-round pick for Josh Hart. They had the Dallas pick in the bag. At that time, it was, what, 80% chance that it will convey, Chris. It was a high percent chance that that pick was going to convey. So they knew that they weren't going to take two Players in the first round and have them in their rotation. They gave away their first pick, and they said to themselves, "We still got the Dallas pick. If we were to improve this team, we'll use the Dallas pick to do that." And then, what does Dallas do? They tank. They tank. Bench their players we on lose. purpose. We lose the pick. We don't have a pick. And I truly feel like the Knicks were content in bringing Topping back. I do. I feel like they were going to give him another year, but I feel like Toppin's camp and Toppin were the one that would like, hold hold up, hold up here. I don't want to do this (laughs) another year. I'm not doing this 10 minutes a game another year. And I agree with Toppin, but I feel like the Knicks, they did that Josh Hart trade in thinking that if Toppin wanted out, they would just draft a player with that Dallas pick. Dallas tanks, they lose that pick. Toppin once out possibly leaks the audio think about this off season chris if they had that 12 13 14 pick in the draft it's a different summer we're talking about
1: yeah yeah the totally i mean i was uh i was pretty upset when it came to the Mavericks thing you know they clearly tanked on purpose you know while they still had a chance to, to make the playoffs so you know, it does make sense if you really think about it. If they gave away that, you know, not gave away, but they traded that first for, for uh, Josh Hart. They probably thought, hey, we got one in the bag. You know, we'll be able yeah. to still get a really good player, you know, of value around the 11th pick range. And, you know, that didn't go our way, unfortunately. But, you know, even going back to the OB top and stuff, like the more I think about it, the more it's like his camp definitely had to leak that, right?
0: They, they had to. I mean, <laughs> they probably got the inclination <laughs> the new- that we're thinking about keeping you. We want you to stay around, and he was like, <laughs> yep. "Release the tape." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> release was, the
1: tape. I mean, there was that. Uh, there was that article also that you know the Knicks were. You know, they talked to Toppin. They were on the same page, and they were talking about, "Hey, we're gonna find you a bigger role. We're gonna get you more minutes, mm-hmm. and if we can't." We'll help you. You know, we'll help you. We'll we'll find a trade partner. We'll send you somewhere where, you know, we think you can you can thrive. You know, you know, we'll help you out. Yeah. And you know, obviously that audio leaks. You know, Ob basically bad mouthing Tibbs. You know, another player bad mouthing Tibbs. <laughs> and uh, boom, two seconds right for Ob top and going to the Pacers. So.
0: And it sucks because I mean, look at the NBA, look how the NBA draft panned out. Yeah. Cam Whitmore kept falling, falling, falling. If the Knicks had a pick 15 to 20, who knows if they would have picked Cam. But I'm just saying, man, they they this summer would be totally different if, you know, that were to occur. But you know, we have what we have now, Dante DiVincenzo. And I just feel like our rotation's set. So, you know, resetting the room. If you're new here, subscribe to the channel, hit that thumbs up button as always. We opened up with the Evan Fournier comments. Evan Fournier pretty much ripped the New York Knicks in France. He went to France and pretty much threw haywires to the New York Knicks. So we came up with a trade. Chris and I don't know if the New York Knicks are going to be able to trade Fournier now that he simply tanked his value. Look, his value was nothing. And he, he even brought that up as well. He said, if you were thinking about trading me, you should have played me more. But obviously, if the Knicks played Fournier more, Chris, I just feel like he just his value would have stayed the same, right? It wouldn't have been. I mean, he, he could have, have got pulled a, a Duncan Robinson in the playoffs, but
1: yeah, I mean, I guess that's use true. And, I
0: mean, and
1: that's and don't get me wrong, that's the one I wanted I've... to see him. And... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see some Evan Fournier at that point because it was like, you know, hey, we need shooting, so if we can knock down some buckets, get him out there. Hell, I wanted to see Derek Rose out there too. Unfortunately, we didn't get either of those, but, you know,
0: if you were to I don't blame, think, I, don't, I just don't think he would have raised his value much. Yeah. If you were to tell me if there was a blame, um, that would be the blame where Tom Thibodeau, when everyone was hurt, he just refused to go to Evan Fournier, refused to go to Derrick Rose. Yeah. He refused to go to those guys. And, you know, many Knicks fans were just like, hey, we need shooting. Fournier is there fresh. Rose is there fresh. Why aren't you? he's just stuck in his way, man. He's just stuck in his own way. But if you were, like, Fournier was right about that. Now his value is simply tanked. So we came up with this trade, Fournier and a 2024 second round pick going to the Spurs. But we also talked about the Spurs are going to be sitting there like, look, we know you want to get rid of this contract, but it's expiring, you know, do the Knicks really want to get rid of it like this? Would this trade really benefit the New York Knicks? Maybe they'll make Evan Fournier happy. I'm sure they will make Evan Fournier happy, but... How does it how does it benefit the Knicks, Chris? If they just do this trade, they just get Doug McDermott. Does McDermott come in here and play? I I don't see him playing. I mean, I just I know he can shoot
1: the ball maybe at the four, he, you know. He's tough. I know. He, he's he's a good player. I mean, he's shown that he's shown a little bit lately, you know, as a recent, that he can do a little bit more than just shoot the ball. Um, you know, the Knicks know his game well. In my opinion, but um, former Nick, I don't, I don't really see him playing.
0: You know, yeah. I mean, he's six seven. You know, he's his defense is bad though. That's the thing. But yeah. I mean, don't don't forget. I mean, the
1: reason I say you know they know his game is because he used to be a Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick, man. Doug and McBuckets. Yeah, man. You know, Doug and McBuckets. <laughs> Um, You know, he can definitely shoot it. It's just the way the team's currently, you know, constructed, constructed, we have a lot of, you know, just guards that are going to play. You know, you got RJ that's going to play small forward. You got Josh Hart that's going to play small forward. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we, you know, Tibbs values defense. So, unfortunately, Doug McDermott is not a very strong defender. And I think that's where it throws a wrench into everything you know when when you're talking about a player coming to the knicks whether it's a vet whether it's a you know a rookie or whatever you know defense can you play defense because if not it doesn't matter who you are evan fournier Kemble walker
0: (laughs) the list goes on and on i
1: mean if, if you can't play defense you're not playing you know
0: Yeah, and that's what Coach Diaz said in the chat. There are no rotation minutes for Doug McDermott. So, look, do you guys think Fournier will be traded? Uh, I'm sort of leaning on the no side, man. I just feel like the Knicks are going to hold him until the trading deadline. Maybe, you know, anything can happen during the season. You know, a, a rotation spot can come up. Maybe the Knicks, I don't know. But I just feel like he put out these comments giving the Knicks a signal like, you better trade me because it's not going to be come training camp. I'm I, I if he's not traded come training camp. I I don't think he has it in him to like be an asshole. Like I don't I feel like I don't feel like he's going to be an asshole to everybody. You know. I mean
1: I don't think it will be in his best interest to be that way. But I mean it's just no secret that what he already said is gonna. You know, can I mean, can he come back and basically make amends? Sure. But, you know, it's still going to be awkward, in my opinion. I could see the Knicks basically saying, hey, you're making 18 mil. You know, here's a check. Go sit at home. You know, when when we find something for you, we'll let you know, you know, because do the Knicks really want to take the chance that maybe he shows up and does choose violence? You know, maybe yeah. he wants to, you know, disrupt the the chemistry the team has, or just make it tough. I don't, I don't think so. But hey, you never know, man. I mean, he he did go out, you know, in his in his hometown and basically just badmouth the entire Knicks
0: regime. So, bro, anything's I, possible. Quentin Grimes, I played you, man. Evan Fournier, Mr. Yeah. Fournier, Quentin Grimes, I played you. If you wanted to play, you should have played better, man. Simple as that it is what it is now he has no value so we'll see what the knicks do on that front um as well it is july 19th summer not much going on so chris and i just chopping it up rumors joel Embiid rumors we were talking about the eastern conference standing or standings earlier i see the Knicks as a top four team in the eastern conference the knicks should be well on their way to being that as well i feel like they're better than Cleveland and I also feel like if James Harden goes to Philly, I feel like I mean goes gets out of Philly, I feel like the Knicks are will be better than the 76ers and then what they do in Philly will be interesting to see. Chris, Quentin Grimes, Manuel Quickley, RJ Barrett, which one of those 3 are you not trading under any circumstances? Which one of them is your guy? And I feel That's like I tough. know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough because consider their contracts, I really... consider their contracts. Barrett signed a contract. Quinta Grimes still has one more year until he's extension eligible. Then Emmanuel quickly is due for a contract. All right, so, I, so I'll say this.
1: I like RJ Barrett a lot. Rooting for him, I still want him to become something with the Knicks. You know, he showed good promise in the playoffs. But if a big trade were to come about, I could see him being included, just because we have so many guards. You know, mm-hmm. so that leaves me with Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel quickly, and this is tough because I really like both players. <sighs> I, I might have to go with keeping Emmanuel quickly.
0: Okay. I just, I, thought you were gonna I go just Grimes. feel like he,
1: I. It's really close, man. <laughs> I might have just, uh, you know, teetered my way over to Emmanuel quickly. But I just feel there's something about Emmanuel quickly. I feel like he's he's a good worker. He works hard. Not to say that Grimes doesn't, but. I feel like Emmanuel quickly has, he's just gonna take another step. Maybe he won't be a star per se, but maybe just a notch below that. You know, Mm -hmm. I just feel he can make that leap. You know, the way that he came, you know, this past season, and he just completely became a defensive menace from not being a well, you know, defender. Mm Kind of just opened my eyes that man, this this guy wants to make it. He he has that drive. Because you usually don't see that. You usually don't see players just come in and go from being a negative on the defensive end to being like one of the best defenders that your team has. Period. You know, and that's that's saying something when you have someone like a Josh Hart and even a Quentin Grimes. You know, again, another young player, but you know, I think he he has the the tools to make another leap, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to go Grimes there. Steven, what's going on? Just chopping, around, <laughs> chopping it up around about the New York Knicks tonight. I just asked Chris, who would he keep between quickly, Grimes, Barrett? He picked Emmanuel quickly. If you were to ask me, it's, it's a tough question because I want to say Quinton Grimes, man. Grimes has all the tools. Great defender. Yeah. Um, could shoot the three. High percentage, 39%. I believe he'll be in the 40s this year. And I just feel like he's athletic, he, he has all the tools. And then obviously, what Barrett has shown us, savaged 20 points a game, took strides in the playoffs, inefficient, shooting wise. If you're looking at it as a whole, right, I just feel like right now, who do you think fits around our our current nucleus, which would be a Jalen Brunson julius Randle, if, if he's still here uh, <laughs> i feel like he's going to be here i feel like he's not going to go anywhere so who fits better with those guys you know
1: and yeah i mean if if you, if you put it like that then then i lean towards grimes simply because you know the fit is more and more obvious as far as like position because you're thinking about quickly you don't really think of him as, as a, like a shooting guard per se he's that's more of Grimes' role. So you could do a Jalen Brunson, a Quentin Grimes, you know. Yeah. Whoever at small forward, RJ, I guess, if if you're uh, keeping him. It's just more of a natural fit in that sense where quickly, you know, yes, he's on the smaller side, so you'd have to play him as a point guard. And
0: you're not going to pick, you know, quickly over Brunson at this point. True. And as long as Brunson is on a team, quickly going to be on the bench. And, you know, I just feel like quickly, I love the kid, man. He took strides. Like you said, he plays his heart out every year. He's improved. He's gotten this past season. He took massive steps. But Steven says, I keep grinds quickly has to go. If he wants five years, five years, a hundred million or four for 80. No, thanks. That's something to think about as well, man. I mean, I feel like quickly is one of those guys where you can, I wouldn't say he's replaceable. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get clipped and say quickly is replaceable. I feel like you can, you can find a quickly better in the free agent market. Like look rather than like a guy, like a Grimes or a Barrett, like a big wing, like a Barrett, you know? Um, And I just feel like quickly's, you know, what he has working against him is his size. Yeah. You know? but, but even when you say that, you know, uh, quickly is
1: kind of like a throwback in my opinion. Well, maybe not a throwback, but when I when I think of quickly, it's obvious. Like you think of a. So, like I said, I feel like he's he'll make strides and maybe not be a star, but a notch below that. Mm-hmm. And he's like he like he's like a Lou Williams, you know, a player that he's actually looked up to. You know, it's it's been noted in the in the past that's a player he's he's looked up to and studied his game, and that's pretty much what I see him becoming. Um, just that instant offense, you know, with the ability to defend at a very high level. I mean, if you can have a six man like that coming off your bench, you know, that that's the intriguing part about quickly for me. We all know he wants to start. We all know that he has, you know, dreams of starting and, and being a starter, which unfortunately with Jalen Brunson, this is where you see the path for quickly, you know, being traded somewhere. But, you know, if I had the chance to lock, I mean, I know Steven said, you know, don't give him five years, 100 mil or four years or 80. But I think four years and 80 mil might be, you know, I think that you a do team that. friendly deal that's, do that that's a, that to me. That's like I would do that. You look at the I market. Would do that. that means to me, that's just, that price is going to go higher and higher, and higher as the years go by as new. The CBA takes into effect. I mean,
0: Steven, what that's you a team, do friendly with, team friendly. You want to look at the percentage of, you know, what the player is making for the from from the salary cap so you know quickly four years 80 million the percentage is not going to be that much you know seven yeah ten percent of what the the full salary cap scale so i feel like that's a bargain you know for quickly and the salary cap like you said chris is going up yeah and
1: yeah. i just think if you can lock quickly for something like that i would do it you know that's that's a bucket coming off the bench for you um God forbid Jalen Brunson gets hurt. That's somebody who knows your offense and can run the team. We've seen it, you know. He's only going to get better. You know, I only have good things to say about Emmanuel Quickly. I know he disappeared in the playoffs. He got hurt, but I just think that dude is going to get
0: better and better and better. He just he's just a worker, man. He is. not Begley came out saying that the Knicks were, you know, disappointed in Quickly's playoff performances. But I feel like a couple of contracts that got signed this summer, Chris, that actually hurt to man you quickly was Austin Reeves signed a what, what was it? Four yeah. years, $50 million contract with the Lakers. And I thought, I thought he was going to get a hundred easy. And easy. he's very, and you can make the argument. He's balled out in the playoffs. He shoots the three at a high percentage and he's, he's scrappy on defense, like a quickly. So, and he got four years, 50 million. Yeah. So you look at contracts That's like true. that and you're like, you know, if we can get quickly for $450 for billion, I'm doing that today. Yeah. And then you have, yeah. what's his name in Atlanta? Uh, Murray signed a four-year, $120 million contract. So I feel like the Knicks have to – I feel like they have a price in mind. Maybe they want to go – you know, I feel like they just look at this Reeves contract, Chris, and I just feel like, you know, when he signed that four for fifty, they got him on such a damn bargain, bro. I was like, wow, if we can get quickly on that. Sign me up, man.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's maybe that's where conversations end up going somewhere in between those two. You know, the Murray and uh, and the Reeves deal. That's why I say four for 80, 4 for eighty-five. That might not be out of the picture. You know, does Quickly's camp take it? That's a different story. But you know, if I could get
0: him for something like that, man, I I would lock him up. Do you feel like who's which side do you feel like would take this down to the wire? I feel like it would be more quickly side that would take this down yeah. to the wire because I feel like the Knicks, bro, man, four for sixty, I would do that in a heartbeat. Steven says three fifty in the chat, three or three for like fifty eight, three for sixty, I would throw that at him. But when you yeah. get it to eighty to a hundred million, that's when I start. You know, I I don't know, I don't know, man. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean,
0: but you know, I would do the. 80. We were
1: always saying, "I'll do the." 80. We were always saying it's either going to be Obi or it's going to be quickly. One of those is going to have to go. You know, Obi is gone. I feel like they don't want to. You know, I feel like the Knicks wouldn't want to lose both those guys. You know. Um. True. Granted, granted, you know, now they do that. DiVincenzo, there's, there's kind of, if you could say, kind of redundant pieces, but you know, they all I just do think different things. You know. Right, exactly. So I just feel like quickly, you know, they know what they got in quickly. They might be upset or, or, or disappointed in his playoff performance, but he's only going to grow. Quickly has gotten better. Like I said, he went from being a negative defensively to just a juggernaut. You know, what's his next, you know, what's his next step? Could it be on the offensive end? Is he just going to be a lights out shooter plus a great defender? Come on. that That's what you want whether he's undersized or not, you know, he can get a shot off. He's shown it. For That's sure a guy you lock down in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and you know, whether you just said whether we have re- some redundant pieces, um I feel like they all do different things, but we'll quickly get that opportunity to have a bit like have a better year than last year. You know, you're going to have guys like Hart for the full season. We didn't have Hart half of the season last year. We Hart and Quickly played well together, and they meshed well, really well. But now you're going to add a DiVincenzo in that mix, you know? So I feel like if the Knicks were to get Quickly on like a four for 70, I would do that. But I just feel like Quickly's camp is they want more. I feel like they will want more. Um, And I keep going back to the Austin Reeves contract. Lakers got a bargain with him. Reeves and Quickly, Reeves balled out in the playoffs, and you can kind of compare the two. They're similar players, but obviously they do different – different skill sets um Reeves is a the defensive end as well and he got three for 50 from the Los Angeles Lakers so it'll be interesting yeah. man let's hit some of these comments yeah. IQ wants to start on top of the money coach here yeah says Tyler in the chat what's going on says I don't think that the extension gets done this offseason or just until yeah I think the next take it until uh, up until the training camp um and I feel like I'm on your side too Tyler I, I just feel like it doesn't get done uh just if it's I feel like if the Knicks will do it if it's four for sixty and they're going to compare the Austin Reed. They're gonna be like, Look, Austin Reeves, similar player. This is what he got. This is what we're willing to pay you. If not, restrict the free agency, man. And that's a risky. See, but yeah, I mean, that's that's um you don't you don't wanna
1: let, let him go to risk. I mean, maybe they do, and I mean it seems like at this point maybe they will. But, you know, then you, you risk the chance that a team is just going to go and say, you know, let's say quickly goes and balls out this season, takes that step that I'm, I'm thinking he's going to take and just becomes a juggernaut on the offensive and the defensive end. You know, bonafide like six man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or else bonafide, basically maybe a, maybe a notch below a star level player. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a team like the Rockets or something like that come out and give him, you know, 120, 140, something like that. Something crazy off the season he's gonna have. Do you match that? You know, do that's you not risk. match that? You yeah. let him go. That's the risk, you know. These teams, you know, we've seen it in the past. They'll go, they'll give a player a, a huge contract, hoping that the Knicks won't match it. And that's the risk you take when you can possibly yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> but yeah, you get a poison pill type of contract and then you lose that player, you know. Um, I wouldn't like to see that with IQ, especially if he does take the leap I'm envisioning him to take. But if you have the chance to lock him down for something like 4 for 80, again, that's a no-brainer to me. I know I know a lot of uh, fans don't seem to like that, but in my opinion, I just think, i just think quickly is just gonna get better man
0: yeah i think four for 80 is more than fair for quickly and i feel like that's tradable you got to think about that as well yeah it's very it's a tradable contract yeah. you know Knicks can you know sign him to an extension and then he'll have that poison pill for a little bit and they be trade eligible and you know if he's involved in one of those trades if it's him barrett grimes it's a tradable contract whether you um don't really like the barrett contract but you like the quickly contract you can just go to the quickly contract and just flip-flop and in negotiations and just go from there but um tyler in the chat says Quick's camp's argument against the austin reeves things is that you're paying iq for what he can be his ceiling is undoubtedly higher than reeves is going to be four for 80 in my opinion i think that's fair four for 80 for menu quickly is fair whether or not the quicklys can't if, if quickly look if you're quickly i would take that man because you can make the argument that his usage rate this upcoming season will be lower um, because of the DiVincenzo signing of the, you know, Josh Hart for the full year, even though Josh Hart and quickly paid well together. But you can make that argument. Um, he can have a similar season, put up great numbers, and then go into to restrict the free agent, like you said, and you have that risk of losing him um, with a yeah. uh, team, with cap space, just throwing a lot of money in manual quickly, and that, that'll be the last thing. You know, you can, that'll be the last thing you want as a New York Knicks fan (laughs) and in the front office, right? Losing Emmanuel quickly for nothing. Yeah.
1: Especially if he has a a great season, you know, you're going to be thinking back to to this moment and be like, man, I should have gave him the extra, you know, five mil or whatever it would have been to lock him up. But, you know, let's, let's see. I'm sure, I'm sure they're having discussions. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's all types of communications around that, trying to extend them at a whatever the Knicks deem to be fair value for him. Um, I personally would like to see it get done. I hope I hope it does. Hopefully it doesn't go to restricted free agency. But, you know, you never know with the business side of things. So, if Quickly really wants to start somewhere, then he could be on his way
0: out eventually. Yeah, that's another thing as well. If Quickly wants to start, if, if he re-signs with the Knicks, he'll be Brian Brunson for the foreseeable future. So... We'll see on that front. Um, Reset in the room a little bit. If you're new here, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Come join us here in the chat. We've been talking about the Evan Fournier comments, about him blasting the New York Knicks, blasting Tom Thibodeau, and trying to figure out a trade avenue for Evan Fournier. We came up with the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, he wants to go over there and mentor Victor Wemignana and and do what, you know, he wants to do down in San Antonio. He mentioned them in the article saying that San Antonio is, you know, Will be, he'll be open to going to the San Antonio. So they'll get Evan Fournier, and then Spurs will also get a 2024 20, second-round pick. They'll probably haggle the Knicks for another second-round pick. But if you're the Knicks, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing this, man. Uh, I might just be holding on to him at that point. Yeah. I think this does nothing for us, you know. You're just making any, him happy. You're just, you're just doing another
1: favor. Yeah. You're doing another favor. Exactly. Exactly. Why Why would we do that?
0: Especially after you trash talk us, you know, like I'm French. I'm, I, I'm ti- I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of doing these favors. Like, no. Like, Obi Toppin, we traded him for a bag of peanuts. We got nothing for him. So I'm not comparing Evan Forney to Obi Toppin, but I'm just saying, like, we did Obi a solid. Good for Obi. But why are we doing these guys solids, man? Come on. yeah yeah I mean
1: look it's a business you know Evan Fournier you lost your spot to a young up-and-coming Quentin Grimes you know you can't defend you couldn't shoot I mean it would have (laughs) been it would have been malpractice for for Tibbs not to bench him you know I mean I think Tibbs gave him a, a fair shot to show to bounce back or show something yeah and early on it just wasn't it you know so I get it. Evan Fournier is a ball player at the end of the day. He wants to play. He knows he can't play here in New York simply because there's better talent already there, you know, but like you mentioned earlier, where is he going to go? What team is he going to go to and actually play meaningful minutes for?
0: <laughs> I can't think of one. I really can't. I, really I don't want to sound like, you know, because that's what it seems, like he wants to it, do.
1: You know, like, Yeah, but, I mean, what team? I mean, barring some crazy injury or something like that, who is he going to play for? I mean, he's not going to be a starter. And he's not
0: going to be, like, the sixth man. I mean, if if the Heat lose all their shooting, I can see them maybe taking a shot on Fournier if he gets waived or something. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, but But, then
1: again, you're talking about getting waived, though. I mean, that's, you know, again, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's
0: the... The biggest possibility for for him, yeah. So we also talked about the landscape of the Eastern Conference. This is my my top six. Chris thinks that Miami Heat's going to be like the tenth seed in the Eastern Conference and <laughs> not make like the playoffs. But um, you know, flip flop, Boston Heat, Milwaukee. But this is with uh, Miami Heat getting Dame, and you have Milwaukee still there. They'll probably be the one, two, or three seed. Flip flop them, but I do think the Knicks will finish fourth. I feel like they're above Cleveland and hot take. If you want to call this a hot take or not, I feel like they're better than the 76ers because it seems like James Harden wants out. Now, if James Harden stays there, it's a different story. But I also feel like, you know, we can give the Sixers a run for their money, man, with Harden, you know? No, I mean,
1: again, I think if Harden stays with all the drama, you know, him making it known he wants, he doesn't want to be there. He's not gonna be motivated. You're already seeing photos of fat James Harden running around. You know, once he gets traded, he'll magically lose 20 pounds overnight. Fat Harden. (laughs) I mean, yeah, fat Harden's out there, man. You got the fat suit on, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And you got Tobias Harris. There's drama there. You know, Philly fans don't want him there for whatever reason. I don't know what what's going on there. But like there's just a lot, a lot of dysfunction around the 76ers. Yeah. And if things stay status quo there, I just that's going to affect them one way or another. They, they're not going to have great chemistry in the same way they had in the past. I think it's just going to be detrimental to that team. So one way or another, I could see I see the
0: 76ers falling in some in some regard. Yeah. And obviously these teams in the hunt, you have the Hawks Pacers, I think, you know, I was putting the Indiana in the top six. But then I was like, wait, who am I forgetting? Then I was like, oh, the 76ers are there. Then you have the Hawks, <laughs> the Raptors, whatever the heck they're doing with their situation. Siakam, if he's going to get traded, if he's not going to get traded, if he gets traded to the Hawks, I feel like the Hawks could be a good team. Then obviously the Brooklyn Nets, I feel like these are going to be your team, your top six, seven, ten, wherever you want to put these. So, um, yeah, uh, Tyler said he said today that he will report to champ, camp if he's not traded. He'll report to camp. The James Harden, who reports to camp in that fat suit. (laughs) Fat Harden will report to camp. (laughs) He'll report to camp in that fat suit. Steven says Cavs 6 and 76ers 5. Yeah. You know, I see that, too. I see, you know, Cavs, signed Strews. They got, you know, better as well. But, you know, the reason why I put the Knicks over them, obviously, we beat them in five games in the playoffs, and I just feel like they're soft, man. I, I don't know. I don't like Cleveland. I don't like that. I, I feel like they got to get rid of that pairing of of Garland and Mitchell. I don't feel like that's going to work for them. So, yeah, I mean, i I think the Cavs. I I think the Cavs did get better. Obviously,
1: they like you said they got Strews. Um, I don't know how much better that makes them per se, but you know, I, like I like I mentioned earlier, I feel like maybe you flip flop the box, the Bucks with the Heat, and then anywhere from two to six is like up for grabs. You know. In my opinion, I do think the Knicks are kind of cemented in that fourth seed, you know, three at the most. Depending on how, you know, the trade pieces fall and how chemistry ends up working. But,
0: you know, I don't know. I think I think overall, though, we definitely finish above the Cavs. Yeah, I feel like that as well, especially full year of heart. DiVincenzo. I'm excited, man. Yeah. I, really, I really am. man. it's July, but I, I just want to get I miss Knicks basketball, man. I do.
1: Yep, I'm ready for Knicks basketball to start, man. The summer league was underwhelming. Oh I mean, man, it was like a drag watching this. Uh, yeah,
0: it was I mean, like I'll
1: one. give it to the young guys. They did show they showed pretty good chemistry for a bunch of guys that you know were together for probably a week at most. So yeah, I that's mean, true. You know, shout out to Nick's summer league team. They they left it all out on the floor.
0: And, and shout this out to Roby, Underwhelmed us. The summer look. <laughs> It's, it's July, so things can change, man. Siakam could go, go to Atlanta. like Harden can go to – if Harden goes to L.A., man, I, what the Sixers are after that, who knows. But I just feel like, like you said, Knicks are cemented in that 4-5. Okay, I'll give you that, 4-5. Yeah. Like last season, 4-5, right? I don't see them finishing 6-10 at all. I don't. Stay healthy, you know. Hopefully they stay healthy, but I just feel like this is, yeah. And this is like a a gist of what I I feel like is going down. You brought up Roby. This was Roby. Summer league stats, eight points, five rebounds, one assist. All eyes were on Roby. We were hoping that, you know, he would shine. Coming off an injury, have to, you know, take that in consideration as well. So he did have some moments game two. um, He was playing really well. I liked. uh, I saw highlights of him, you know taking his man off the dribble shooting threes and whatnot what we saw from his rookie season but roby eight points a game five rebounds one assist summer league is so hard to judge because so many guys want that opportunity and so many guys are ball hogs and the plays that are being (laughs) run out there are like not necessarily your normal plays so it's like you don't know you don't know
1: yes yeah i'm not trying to be too hard on roby i mean i in the grand scheme of things, does he give you enough? You know, the did he show enough to to justify ten minutes if the Knicks decide to, you know, bring him on to the to the squad? Yeah, we all know Julius Randle's gonna play the majority of every Knicks basketball game. So, you know, can he spell ten minutes? You know, can Roby spell ten minutes for Julius to get a, a breather on the bench? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, so shout out to Roby. We'll see. Uh, but I just feel like. You say spell 10 minutes, I don't feel like he'll be in the rotation at all, man. Um, I just <laughs> feel like the Knicks are going to ride out with their small lineup, Hart, DiVincenzo, quickly. And Julius Renner will pay 35 to 40 minutes a game, and they'll roll with that. We also came out with some Embiid trades. You know, Ian Begley poured cold water on this kind of, but if Embiid was to be available, these are, you know, some of the trades that will likely be on the table. Barrett Grimes, Robinson, 1st first. They'll probably want more than this. They'll probably want some, an extra swap, another first. Who knows? But then we also have this other one and RJ Barrett, Mr. Robinson. This is giving them more first round picks for Joel Embiid, Chris. And look, the prize is out there. It's just a matter of when that guy is available for us to strike. That's all it yeah. is, man. That's all it is. Yep.
1: i would take the gamble and beat i mean if if he's available it would be nice to get him if we can keep quitting grimes in that trade scenario i would do that <laughs> but yeah man i mean like you said vaguely douse that with water cold water and uh
0: we'll see i mean anything can happen in my opinion you know all right one more thing before we get up on out of here appreciate every single one of you tuning in tonight but um I just wanted to bring up one thing that's been like sort of on my mind. Chris, they Knicks wanted Donovan Mitchell last year, right? Yeah. So they were willing to pair Mitchell with Jalen Brunson. And now <laughs> Damian Lillard's out there for the taking. And now what are we hearing <laughs> about Damian Lillard? The fit. So I just wanted to know that, why are we willing to go after cool. Mitchell, but not Dame? And I know the contract, the age, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it's the age,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, it's you the don't want uh, the contract. I know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's so much about the, uh, you know, about it being Lillard, but it's just his age, right? I mean, yeah. Donovan Mitchell is a is a bit younger, kind of fits with that age range that Knicks are looking to pair with a Brunson, Randall, mm-hmm. and all that, and then you got Dame, which he has a big contract, and you know, who's to say how many years he has left, right? True. I think that's the biggest part about it in my opinion, you know.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, it was, it was, I just wanted to get it off my chest, but I know the age, the contract <laughs> and whatnot, because I was hearing fit, fit, fit. The Knicks don't like the Dame and Brunson fit, but I was like, hold up. They like the Mitchell and Brunson yeah. fit. Why didn't they like the Dame and Brunson fit? So,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if they traded for Dame, could it work? Yeah, of course. I'm sure. I mean, come on. Yeah. Jaylen, I think Jalen Brunson can make it work, personally. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't think they want that contract. I yeah, don't I know, know. I know. the age. I crazy, just love like, Dame. tears them away. I just love Dame, man. I'm just- yeah, I would have loved to have Dame, man. You know, we wanted him so so badly years in the past, and then Jalen Brunson showed up. So that's true. I mean, it's nice to it's nice to say that we have a point guard.
0: <laughs> it is. It's it's very nice to say that, and I feel relieved going into these seasons now where we have a legit point guard that plays yes, extremely sir. well in the playoffs. Chris, man, this has been fun. This has been episode 16, live edition of a podcast. Appreciate every single one of you tuning in. Um, if you're just tuning in, um, just you know, rewatch it. We talked about a lot of things. Roby, the Fournier comments, and B trade rumors, everything. Where the next stand in the Eastern Conference, everything. So appreciate every single one of you tuning in. Hit that thumbs up and Subscribe to the channel, as always. If you want to do so as well, join us for a membership. You get to unlock some features, some cool features as well. So. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. Until next time, it is Let's Go next. We'll be on here. Enjoy your summer. I know it's a long summer. Knicks basketball will be back before you know it. Soon. Soon. (laughs) Soon. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. I'll catch you all next time. Peace.
1: Peace.